the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is Joshua Sasso, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Well, we are just going to cut to the chase today. We are going to be talking about doing business God's way, allowing God to lead us. And Pastor Chris has been teaching us a lot about this and talking to us a lot about this because it's really important because of the time that we're in. We need to be faithful with what God has given us and we need to be open to allowing God to lead us. So this is a message from Pastor Chris that she shared with us just last Sunday. So I urge all of you to take a listen, take to heart the words that she has to say so that we can implement it in our lives. So here's Pastor Chris. We have a lot of teachings in the scriptures, like in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then this is the result. Your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. This is where majority of the body of Christ are missing it. I want you to listen to me, okay? A lot of Christians are offended for talking about money. But if you're going to ask majority of the body of Christ, that is their primary thing that they call the need that they want to manifest in their lives. Only a handful only a fraction. Some needs healing. Some needs deliverance. Some needs all of this personal stuff. Right? And some, they want to hear from God because it's not they want to hear from God and develop that relationship. They want to hear an answer for themselves on anything that needs to be done. So a lot of Christians, if they are tithers, they are already bragging, I'm a tither. All of us are supposed to. So the book of Proverbs doesn't say that honor the Lord with your tithe. The tithe belongs to God. You cannot honor God with your tithe. What's in here is honor the Lord with your wealth, whatever it is. And always the first fruits, always provide the first fruits. Now it has become things on the first of the year. Everybody's going to have a first fruits. And said, so that is not what the scripture meant. For every increase that you have, you honor God with those first fruits of your crops, of your harvest. Then the result is your barns will overflow. I mean, overflow. So, it got stuck into ours because many leaders, they have to pay their bills. Am I correct? They have to pay their bills so they hone in. If they can only make every member of their church to tithe, then they'll be fine. 
And so it's limited. And that's why the blessings is not overflowing among the body of Christ. Because the principles of the kingdom is not being applied. Because tithing is emphasized. Are you getting this? But when you honor the Lord with your wealth and the first fruits of your crops, then it says your barn will fill with overflow. What is a barn? It's a storage. It's a storehouse. You don't need to be concerned about your retirement or your savings or your investments. If you're going to do that, the barn will overflow. So if the leaders are smart and if they listen to the Holy Spirit, they need to show an example to honor God. You cannot preach it with authority not unless you're doing it. Okay? This is outside of the ties. We're supposed to be generous people. Are you getting this? I didn't say it. It's here. It's not Dase Christina. Blame King Solomon for it. He only had wisdom. So honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all, of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. A lot of times I found those who say like, well, I don't have any money. And other people, if they're giving money, that's fine with them. But there are few that they offer their services. They volunteer. They go beyond that when it comes to God. And God never forgets them. I met instant millionaires. Because of that, they took it upon themselves. Are you getting this? Okay. So honor the Lord with your wealth, not with your tithes. Okay. With the first fruits of all your crops, then your barns will be filled to overflowing. You know, you can honor the Lord with the excellency of your work. Are you getting this? Okay. With your music. With your dancing. With everything. That's honoring God. And then the Holy Spirit says. Or wisdom. In Proverbs 8.18 says. With me are riches, honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. Every time the Holy Spirit leads you. He is bringing overflowing of riches, honor, enduring wealth. It means to say they have a lifetime guarantee. And prosperity. Are you getting this? So you listen to the Holy Spirit or if the Holy Spirit is telling you something, it doesn't matter. The more you don't understand it, when you obey him, he says, with me comes honor. He is the truth. Are you getting this? So that's why we need to engage the Holy Spirit every time. You don't cause people to give with emotional giving. No. You want them to hear and out of the purity of their heart, they are really honoring and giving to God instead of giving to you. Then you do not have any obligation to them except to love them. God has an obligation to you. Okay. Proverbs 10.4. Lazy hands make a man poor, but diligent hands brings wealth. See that? Okay. Of course, we all know this. Proverbs 10, 22, The blessings of the Lord make it rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. Right? Okay. And do you know this transfer of wealth, your prosperity, the manifestation of your prosperity, 
is one of the crowns that you will lay at Jesus' feet. Because it says here in Proverbs 14.24, The wealth of the wise is their crown. Right? But the folly of fools yields folly. When we embrace the anointing of prosperity and we're diligent to it, you just earn a crown. Well, this is what the word of God says. The wealth of the wise is their crown. Right? Proverbs 22, 4. Humility and the fear of the Lord brings wealth and honor and life. Here's the road to failure. It's very, very wide. Proverbs twenty-two sixteen, And you don't want to, to get here, right? He who oppresses the poor to increase his wealth and he who gives gifts to the rich both come to poverty. Right? Okay. Another one. Proverbs 28, 8. He who increases his wealth by exorbitant interest amasses it for another who will be kind to the poor. Right? Okay. Ecclesiastes 5.10 Whoever loves money never has money enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with his income. This too is meaningless. To never be satisfied. Right? Ecclesiastes 5.19 Because why do you love money? Wherein God already said humility and fear of the Lord will bring you wealth. You don't have to do anything. Opportunities are knocking at your door. And then he says, blessing shall overtake you. Why the blessing is overtaking you? Because you're running away from it. You don't want it anymore. Right? Okay. And the blessings come in such a manner that the blessings come faster and sooner than your capacity to receive them. That's why we always pray, Holy Father, in the name of Jesus, increase our capacity to receive. Right? Because you'll get overwhelmed by it. Ecclesiastes 5.19 Moreover, when God gives any man wealth, if God is the one who gives it, right? And possessions, and enables him to enjoy them, to accept his lot, and be happy in his work, this is a gift of God. You might as well accept your destiny. You're going to be prosperous. And you might as well accept the fact that you're going to enjoy it. God will make sure of it. Are you getting this? Isaiah 60, 11 and 12. Your gates will always stand open. They will never be shut day or night so that man may bring you the wealth of the nations. Their kings led in triumphal possession doors of opportunities they will never be shut so forget about those that you've missed there's so many doors okay for the nation or kingdom that will not serve you will perish it will be utterly ruined any nation or kingdom that do not serve god will be ruined and of course one of our favorite scriptures Isaiah 61, 6. And you will be called priests of the Lord. You will be named ministers of our God. You will feed on the wealth of nations. And in their riches you will boast. That's why we're going to other countries. Not to ask for money. But to be a blessing. Right? And Psalm 25, verses 12 and 13. Who then 
is the man that fears the Lord. He will instruct him. See? He will instruct him in the way chosen for him. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Don't be led by your own spirit. Right? 13. He will spend his days in prosperity. And his descendants will inherit the land. So wait for the instruction from the Holy Spirit. Okay? Psalm 128, verses 1 and 2. Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in his ways. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. Now, let's go back to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1, all the way through 10. My son, which is the Holy Spirit talking, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. Not in your memory, in your heart. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. See that? Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Say faithfulness. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. You need to be faithful. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and men. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. See that? In all your ways acknowledge him. How many? Okay. And he will make your paths straight. How many paths? All. Do not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. We don't have to be concerned about thinning bones or anything like that. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. I already read that, right? Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. Okay. Now, I want you to learn something from one of the kings in the Old Testament because this is very pervasive in the Christian world and we need to get rid of it because it is not a part of the principles of the kingdom. You do not boast or go beyond what God instructed you to do. You don't seek out the approval of men or you don't try to own something to take the credit. Right? As part of God's team in the transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence, you have to be mindful of this. Stop desiring, trying, or wanting to be recognized. Let's go now to Second Kings chapter 20, starting with verse 12. This is one thing that you need to avoid. Ezekiah is a very good example in the business school. So at that time... Merodach Beladan, son of Beladan, king of Babylon, sent Hezekiah letters and a gift because he had heard of Hezekiah's illness. Hezekiah received the messengers and showed them all that was in his storehouses, the silver, the gold, the spices, and the fine oil, his armory, and everything found among his treasures. He was showing off, in other words. There was nothing in his palace or in all his kingdom that Hezekiah did not show them. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and asked, What did those men say and where did they come from? From a distant land, Hezekiah replied, They came from Babylon. The prophet asked, What did they see in your palace? They saw everything in my palace, Hezekiah said. 
There is nothing among my treasures that I did not show them. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord. The time will surely come when everything in your palace and all that your fathers have stored up until this day will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. And some of your descendants, your own flesh and blood that will be born to you will be taken away and they will become eunuchs in the palaces of the king of Babylon. Don't show off. Are you getting this? That's why it opened the door for attack. It opened the door for some of the things that we could have avoided if we just didn't boast or show off. Are you getting this? Okay. The next thing that you don't want to do. Whatever is for God, don't use it for other things or for others. Here it is. Second Kings chapter 18, starting with verse 13. In the 14th year of King Hezekiah's reign, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, attacked all the fortified cities of Judah and captured them. So Hezekiah, king of Judah, sent this message to the king of Assyria at Lachish. I have done wrong. Withdraw from me. And I will pay whatever you demand of me. The king of Assyria exacted from Hezekiah, king of Judah, 300 talents of silver and 30 talents of gold. So Hezekiah gave him all the silver that was found in the temple of the Lord and in the treasuries of the royal palace. At this time, Hezekiah, king of Judah, stripped off the gold with which he had covered the doors and doorposts of the temple of the Lord and gave it to the king of Assyria. The king of Assyria sent his supreme commander, his chief officer, and his field commander with a large army from Lachis to King Hezekiah at Jerusalem. They came up to Jerusalem and stopped at the aqueduct of the upper pool on the road to the washerman's field. They called for the king, and Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, the palace administrator, Shebna, the secretary, and Joah, son of Asaph, the recorder, went out to them. The field commander said to them, Tell Hezekiah, this is what the great king, the king of Assyria, says. On what are you basing this confidence of yours? You say you have a strategy and military strength, but you speak only empty words. On whom are you depending that you rebel against me? Look now, you are depending on Egypt, that splintered reed of a staff, which pierces a man's hand and wounds him if he leans on it. Such is Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to all who depend on him. And if you say to me, we are depending on the Lord our God, isn't it he the one whose high places and altars Hezekiah removed, saying to Judah and Jerusalem, you must worship before this altar in Jerusalem? See, he's pointing out. Down to verse 25. Furthermore, have I come to attack and destroy this place without a word from the Lord? The Lord himself told me to march against this country and destroy it. Then Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, and Shebna and Joah said to the field commander, Please speak to your servants in Aramaic, since we understand it. Don't speak to us in Hebrew in the hearing of the people on the wall. They're trying to cover. But the commander replied, Was it only to your master and you that my master sent me to say these things, and not to the men sitting on the wall, who, like you, will have to eat their own filth and drink their urine? Then the commander stood and called out in Hebrew, Hear the word of the great king, the king of Assyria. This is what the king says, Do not let Hezekiah deceive you. He cannot deliver you from my hand. 
Look at this. Hezekiah gave in to fear and diplomacy, and he opened his kingdom for attack. He compromised by taking silver from the temple just to bring peace to no avail. But what happened is just like the devil. Evil people don't know when to stop because of pride. He could have stopped right there and then, but they don't know how to stop. The devil doesn't know how to stop. Same thing with your proud and your arrogance and boastful. If you are that, you will never learn to stop until you really eat the fruit of it. So be humble to stop. So in verse 32, in part, it says, Do not listen to Hezekiah, for he is misleading you when he says, The Lord will deliver us. Has the God of any nation ever delivered his land from the hand of the king of Syria? This was the devil's mistake. Where are the gods of Hamath and Arpad? Where are the gods of Serphavim, Hena, and Eva? Have they rescued Samaria from my hand? Who of all the gods of this country has been able to save his land from me? How then can the Lord deliver Jerusalem from my hand? See, he never stopped. And here before, you know, Hezekiah was dealt with, but now he just kind of scorned God. This is like, uh-uh. The gods of Samaria, they cannot protect the people. So who's going to protect you from me? So God say, uh-huh, you have gone too far. I'm going to defend them. Remember what Moses said that the Lord is prospering you not because you are good. You are stiff-necked people, right? And this is true too to King Hezekiah. He is not good. He gave in to fear, but because the enemies have reached their evil their arrogance, their wickedness, that God is going to judge them instead. And he will say, step aside. I'm going to deal with you later. I'm going to spank you later, Hezekiah. But I said, nobody, nobody insult me. I'm going to prove to them that the God of Israel is the only powerful and living God. And do not insult him by comparing him to other idols or gods are you getting this and don't you dare take away what belongs to him and use it for something else don't we have an audience of one so the devil put god the only living god in the category of all false god that is blasphemy when you get into some kind of trouble the trouble you caused and some help you to get into the trouble you pray like Hezekiah, focus on the nature of God. Do not focus on your sins because there is no time, right? He prayed in Second Kings chapter 19, starting with verse 15. He said, and Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, O Lord God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim, you alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Give ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. Listen to the words Sennacherib has sent to insult the living God. Hezekiah said, I made a boo-boo no. I said, look at them, Father, just like us. Look at them, Father. Look. Look at them. Because remember, when God looks at you and you already repented, he looks at Jesus. Okay? 17. It is true, O Lord, that the Assyrian king have laid waste these nations and their lands. They have thrown their gods into the fire and destroyed them. For they were not gods, but only woods and stone fashioned by men's stand. 
Now, O Lord our God, deliver us from this hand so that all kingdoms on earth may know that you alone, O Lord, are God. Then God moved and sent Isaiah to prophesy and what was prophesied came to pass. So forget about impossible situations or conditions, okay? Give God the opportunity to show himself strong and glorious so that he will get the glory. Glory to God. So in verse 35, it says, That night the angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 men in the Assyrian camp. This is one angel that killed 185,000. When the people got up the next morning, there were all the dead bodies. Are you getting this? Even when you get into trouble yourself, focus on the nature of God. Focus on his love and mercy towards you. Call on him. And then point out what the devil is doing. One angel has the power to destroy 185,000. Do you think an angel of the Lord can carry resources to you? Amen. Well, I urge each and every one of you to take those words to heart. We need to honor God with our resources, with our time, with our wealth, and focus on his goodness and his faithfulness because he is so faithful in all that he does for us. So that's about all the time that we have for today. Don't forget to visit our website, www.sogmi.org. Again, that's www.sogmi.org. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas, 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.